0: hello and welcome to the smart witch podcast so today i want to talk to you a little bit about the nine of wands because last week I actually pulled this card in response to the question of what invitations the Taurus New Moon and the Taurus Moon Cycle were going to bring for all of us collectively this year. And I actually think this card is extremely fitting, not only for the energy of Taurus and the Taurus Moon Cycle, but for everything going on right now with COVID-19. And I guess this this podcast is coming a little bit late because I pulled the card last week, but the Taurus moon cycle is going to extend into the next three weeks. So we're not too late, and I still feel like this card is going to be very helpful to you over the course of the next few weeks. And we'll invite you to think about some interesting themes and trends. So we're going to talk about that. Before we get into the card though, I just want to talk briefly about what my interpretations are going to be based around. So I have been reading tarot for a very long time. I actually purchased my first deck probably around the age of 10 years old. I was extremely young. And I actually started playing with tarot before I was ever considering or thinking of myself as a witch before I became a practicing witch. It really was the first magical tool that I ever dabbled with. And it really was an intuitive knowing and attraction. It was not something that I grew up with. No one in my house was reading tarot. It wasn't something that was handed down to me. It wasn't even something that I was at all familiar with. Literally, I had gone to a local bookstore with my mom because I was a really big reader when I was a kid, and we went to, to get a book. I think it was just before the summertime, and my mom would always let me buy one book for myself or she would buy it for me as a summer read. And I actually sacrificed my summer read because I saw a tarot deck and I didn't know what it was, but I literally said, I, this is what I want instead. And she she allowed it. She let me get that for myself instead of a book. And sure enough, I spent the entire evening locked in my room pulling tarot cards at the ripe old age of 10 years old. Now, obviously my understanding of the tarot at that point could not have been anything more than quite elementary. I'm sure that the questions I was asking were quite superficial, and I'm sure that my understanding of the responses I was receiving was even more surface level, to say the very least. Obviously, it was quite limited at that point. But really, ever since that point, when I was, as I said, I don't know my exact age, but I must have been about 10 years old, because I know that I became a practicing witch at the age of 12, and it was at least a couple years before that, so I'm guessing 10 years old. But my point is, I've been reading tarot for a long time, and it really is a practice that has evolved so much and continues to evolve, honestly, every single day as I'm introduced to new teachers, as I develop new and personal relationships with individual cards. So it's really fascinating how it evolves immensely over time. So when we talk about tarot in this podcast, it is based on a lot, for the most part, on my firsthand experience with the cards over the course of the last... 12, 13, 14 years. And in particular, I became more astute in the last, I would say, six years to really thinking about when I pulled a card, trying to remember how it then unfolded for me so that I could understand how this card tends to manifest in a practical, grounded way. By being able to have that firsthand memory and experience, I was able to build a very intimate and personal relationship with the card. And obviously that doesn't mean that that's always how the card is going to show up for me. And it certainly doesn't mean that that's how it's going to show up for for clients when I give them readings or for any other friends or people that I may be reading for. But it still is helpful in the process of really grasping these cards, which for the most part can be pretty esoteric. They can be pretty difficult to really grasp fully. But having that firsthand experience and that field research in place really does help. So in addition to just the field research, pulling cards and, and letting things play out and, and seeing and learning and taking notes from actual lived experience, the interpretations that I'm going to be providing in this podcast are largely based on a collection of teachers and authors and voices that I've studied over the course of the last 14 or so years. But I do want to give full credit to Rachel Pollock, who is basically the mother of modern tarot, and Lindsay Mack, who is a much younger and also just fresher perspective, but I'm a really, really big fan of Lindsay Mack, and I would say that her and Rachel Pollock are the two particular voices who have most heavily influenced the interpretations that you're going to hear me use. I'm a really big fan of Lindsay Mack. In addition to all the reading I've done over the course of the last 14 years and purchasing books and taking notes, I also took Lindsay Mack's Tarot for the Wild Soul course two, three years ago, something like that. I was already pretty evolved in my tarot journey, but I just wanted to take it the next step, and I wanted to see what she was all about because I know that she's really popular and respected in this community, and I was not disappointed. It is an investment, but I really do recommend her course. I think it's actually open for enrollment at the time of recording or it might've just closed, but she's going to offer it again. She offers it, I think a couple times a year. She really is incredible. So I do recommend checking her out. I might at some point release a tarot class. In fact, that's something that has been in the works for a little while. So I will keep you posted on that. But as of right now, Lindsay Mack really is the teacher I recommend if you are looking for formal training on in tarot for yourself. But I want to give her credit because she really is a very fresh perspective, which as I said, I think Rachel Pollock too, but I want to say, especially Lindsay Mack, I don't always agree with her completely necessarily, and I always filter it through my personal experience and intuition and and my feelings about it. But she really is very Um modern in her approach to tarot. She's very um It's not as fear-based, her interpretations. They're not the old school, traditional, capitalistic, um, occasionally sexist. Um, And she's just all about, she calls it rewilding the tarot, but really it's just about liberating our interpretations of the tarot from sort of egotistical, fear-based, shock value type thinking. So I'm a really big fan of Lindsay Mack. And as I said, Rachel Pollack, I I particularly recommend 78 Degrees of Wisdom by her if you are looking for a tarot book, although I will say it's it's pretty academic. So if you're a total novice, I would maybe start a little bit smaller. But if you're looking to advance your tarot practice and you've never heard of Rachel Pollack, she really is a very important voice in the modern tarot community. I don't really think um, you can... Well, that's kind of a bold statement, but I'm really a big fan of Rachel Pollock, and I think she's absolutely um, a powerful teacher. So anyway, I want to give full credit there. So, So please understand that the interpretations that I'm going to offer are a culmination of, as I said, personal experience, field research, and my own intuition, and honestly, a lot of different voices, a lot of different teachers that I've read their writing and taken their courses and just... Um, followed their example over the, the last 14 years. So that's where these interpretations are coming from. Now, obviously, I want to add one more note, you are completely free to disagree, especially if you already have an active tarot practice of your own, and you might not necessarily resonate with my take on some of the cards that we discuss. And obviously, that is completely fine. Tarot is such an individualized experience. And I really am going to try to honor that in all of our tarot conversations in this podcast. So Please understand that I'm completely not pretending to be any sort of an authority, but I do feel that I have a pretty solid tarot practice of my own, which I would love to invite you to explore and just take what you like and take what sounds good and throw the rest away but absolutely always prioritize your own intuition, of course. So anyway, without further ado, let's talk about the nine of wands. So the Wand suit, I have to say, and this is a bold statement, but I really do think that the wands suit is my favorite suit of the tarot. And the reason for that is, even though, as I just said, I feel like every card to a certain extent is a, an opportunity into a very individualized type of experience, I feel like the wand suit more than any other is extremely unique to each and every one of us in terms of how it's going to show up and engage and communicate with us. And the reason for that is because we all have such different relationships to the fire element, which the moon or the moon, I don't know why I just said the moon. That's hilarious. Um, which the suit of wands is ruled by. So, um, Again, it's tricky because as I said, I feel like this really is true of every of every card, but because our personal inner flame is going to burn at different temperatures, metaphorically speaking here, it looks differently per person, it feels differently per person, the way that I experience my inner flame, what my inner fire looks like, how it burns... Um, How long it burns, how hot it burns, that is all so unique to me. And so my inner flame is not going to look or feel like your inner flame. And so as a result, the Wansu is never going to communicate with me in the same way that it's going to communicate with you, which I think is so interesting. But the Wansu, if we are going to try to boil it down to one particular thing, which Another belief I have about tarot is that the cards don't ever necessarily always mean one thing. Obviously, we can talk about card theory and we do talk about card theory, but really every reading has to be considered on an individual basis. And I feel like a card is always going to show up for us within the, the specific and unique context of what we've come to the tarot with at that time. But if we're going to define the nine of wands, which is a challenging task, I'm going to define it as the moment where we learn how to preserve and protect our inner flame in such a way that we can allow it to continue to burn bright and bold, but at a pace that is comfortable, joyful, and sustainable. That's how I'm defining this card. Now, the Wansu, in general, we can define as the journey of learning how to engage with the inner flame in a way that is joyful, sustainable. And really allows for optimum flow of our creativity, inspiration, sexuality, joy, physical energy and excitement, all of these fire themed values and virtues and themes. So the nine of wands is a really important moment in that process because it is the moment that we learn how to temper our flame and lovingly manage it in such a way that we can allow ourselves to continue to engage with it in a way that's going to continue to feel good and isn't going to lead to burnout. And that's obviously a very important skill and it's a lifetime of learning. I'm making it sound like we have one nine of wands moment and then we never find ourselves in nine of wands again. That's obviously not true. Learning how to negotiate our inner flame is a lifelong journey and lesson but when we pull the nine of wands for ourselves and especially if we go through a season where we're pulling it a lot that usually means that we are in an important moment in the wider scope of our lives where we're taking steps to master that lesson in some sort of smaller way which is really beautiful and powerful so we have that invitation over the course of the next three weeks to find a way to protect preserve our inner flame And as a result, protect and preserve our light, our inner fire, our radiance, our physical energy and vitality and excitement. So this is a really powerful invitation and opportunity. But before I get into my feelings about the relationship between the nine of Wands and as I said, the Taurus moon cycle, and even just some of the the themes of um, our current living situations right now. I first want to talk a little bit about the Nine of Wands through the lens of a few specific personal anecdotes because I've actually been pulling this card for myself quite, quite a lot recently and there's a couple different situations that are all quite unique from the other one that for me personally, as long as I have been reading tarot, have really helped me understand this card a little bit better and even have more of an emotional connection to it than what I previously had. So the first time, and this was my favorite, was actually quite quite a long time ago. So I guess I said these were all really recent, but it was not, not really super recent, it was kind of a long time ago. But it was not a question that I had gone to the tarot with, but I was actually asking for clarity around a recent breakup that I had just undergone and was having a really hard time with. Um, I was fresh off of it as I approached the tarot, and as soon as I pulled the nine of wands, I felt so much better. It was really one of those beautiful situations where the tarot instantaneously helped me and not only brought clarity and helped something difficult make sense, but it actually played a really important role in my healing process from this this relationship breakup. So basically this was a relationship it was actually very short i say relationship but it was really more of a fling but it was extremely joyful it was actually very much a relationship that revived my inner flame for the duration of its of its time but lately as you know the last couple weeks prior to the breakup i had noticed that the flame was kind of dying we weren't really connecting anymore as As things happen, you know, every fling is not going to be some big relationship, which is fine, but I had noticed that this person who at one point had been very loving toward me and we'd had a, a really joyful, a really joyful ride, I guess you could say, but they had started making weird comments and sort of saying hurtful nitpicky things to me, like insulting me a lot. And I didn't really know where it was coming from. And I was trying to have patience because I felt like they were going through some difficult things in their life. So I was trying to hold space for that and let it slide. But at the end of the day, it just felt kind of mean a lot of the time. And again, this was uncharacteristic. So I gave it a lot of space, but ultimately very shortly thereafter, the relationship fell apart in a way that I think was kind of mutual. But I was upset about the breakup. And when I pulled the Nine of Wands, I felt so good about the fact that the relationship had come to an end because I realized that I had to say goodbye to this person because they were dimming my radiance. And the Nine of Wands for me is the patron card of anything that is depleting your energy, depleting your self confidence, depleting your vibrance, and your excitement, and your energy levels, and your inspiration. It has to go and not in every situation is it going to be as overt as someone simply saying mean, hurtful, disempowering things to you. Sometimes it's not necessarily that the situation at hand is in any way a problem or at fault and it's not about blaming anybody, but sometimes the situation that we're in is just isn't really a fit and in that sense by just not really sparking us up, it inherently will start to deplete our our light over time. And then sometimes it is as outright as being in a job or in a relationship or in a living situation that really isn't feeling good because someone is treating us in a way that's disrespectful or even abusive, or it's just a really soul sucking situation. And as I said, in this particular situation, it really wasn't, it was a very joyful relationship. But as I said, the deal breaker for me was that this person was starting to fundamentally make me feel not great about myself and whenever that's happening in my life I'm at a place where I'm gonna let it go whether it's a relationship a job whatever nothing in my life can stay if it's depleting from my joy my radiance my light my vibrancy my enthusiasm because really we learn in the nine of wands that all of those things are fire our light our spark that is the most important thing that we possess and without it We can't show up to the world and be of service or be our best selves. So... It really is important that we do protect and preserve that, that juice within us with everything that we have. And it's important that we're vigilant about noticing when someone or something, whether intentionally or, or quite unintentionally, sometimes people are very well-meaning, but as I said, they, or a situation just doesn't spark us up and that's nobody's fault, but it's on us. It is our responsibility to protect ourselves from those situations and to remove ourselves from those situations when we're noticing that they're making us tired, that they're jeopardizing our our personal power, they're jeopardizing our confidence, they're making it harder for us to get in touch with our joy and our zest and our vivaciousness. That's a really big problem. And so, as I said, after I, I pulled this card, I literally realized and had this new language and this new story around my former relationship and its breakup. I felt really good about realizing that this relationship, you know, it was going to take me time to not miss this person anymore. Obviously, the grieving process, we don't just get to skip over it, but I realized that it was well worth it because... The, re- the breakup had, had been an act of self-love for me and it was necessary. And it was proof to myself, in fact, that I had come so far in my wand's journey that I was now at a place where nothing, not even a very, very, very fun, exciting relationship was going to be able to compromise that. Even if someone is going through a hard time in their life, no one gets to just sort of pick on me. I mean, that's not going to happen. So that was a really important moment in helping me Learn a little bit more how the Nine of Wands is going to show up for me. And now, every time I see it, well, not every time, because as we're about to talk about, it does show up in pretty different ways and with pretty different messages, as every tarot card will. But a lot of the times, especially if it's showing up for me in regards to more of an emotionally charged question, I realize that it's actually letting me know that I'm in a situation where I'm learning to really stand up and advocate for my radiance and protect it at all costs, even if that means cutting ties, even if that means letting something or someone go, even if that means creating a new boundary in a way that might be uncomfortable to have to articulate and enforce. So that's one way that I've recently pulled Knight of wands that I think revolutionized my relationship with this card. Now, the other major opportunity that I had to learn a little bit more about this card was very recently It was actually two months ago and I was considering taking on another job I had received this really exciting glamorous job opportunity I thought it might be fun to do a little um, something on the side make a little extra cash just get out there have a reason to dress up type of thing and so I went to the tarot and I pulled some cards in response to this question of whether or not I should take this opportunity And I just want to be clear that I don't ever think that if you're going to the tarot and you're asking that kind of a question, you're on the fence about a specific decision and you're wondering if you should take an opportunity, I don't think that always pulling the nine of ones is a no necessarily. Um, In fact, there are some times that it might be a strong yes. Obviously, that would hinge on a lot of different factors. And primarily, if you pull any other cards, what those might be, and in this case, I don't want to get too much into this, but I also pulled seven of cups in conjunction with nine of wands. And that combination together was pretty clear for me that it was probably not going to be a fit. But anytime I pull the seven of wands, when I'm trying to make a decision, I feel like the answer is always going to become clear in a couple of days. And seven of, uh, seven of cups, did I say seven of wands? I meant seven of cups. But seven of cups is always just a gentle message to stop thinking about it just wait a couple days and in those couple days the answer will become clear and actually that's exactly what happened I just sort of stopped thinking about it and then in a few days when I thought about it again I realized that that wasn't even something I wanted to do so it ended up totally working itself out but nine of wands was a really interesting part of that reading too because for me personally I am a very introverted person, and I thrive in solitude. I am revived by solitude, I am recharged by solitude, and I really just feel my most creative, my most joyful, and my most um, alive when I am by myself now obviously, connection is a human need, and I no one wants to be by themselves all the time. but I do know that for me personally, it is my unique need that I really, really, really need to be by myself every single day, not all day, every day, but for at least I would say 45 minutes every day, I need a moment to myself. I'm not the kind of person that is at my most joyful when I have a lot of things going on every single day when I have a really packed active schedule where I'm getting a lot of FaceTime, I'm seeing a lot of people, I'm in a lot of crowded spaces all the time. And it's really interesting because this is actually a beautiful example of how the nine of Wands and really any card in the wand suit is going to show up for us differently because if you're the type of person that thrives in those types of situations where you love being with people. You feel your most creative and alive when you're around other people and out in the world and when you're really busy and taking on a lot of projects, which if you have a lot of Gemini in your natal chart, that probably resonates. You probably feel your best when you're multitasking and when you have a lot of different stimulation going on at any given time. But for me, I'm not really like that. I really need my physical space and I also like to have just a lot of creative space. I don't like to have a lot of... Um, a lot of obligations and a lot of things that I know I have to do every single day. So for me, seeing the nine of wands was a realization that this job, which was very much going to require a lot of FaceTime, it was going to require being in the public eye, um, engaging with a lot of people in a one-on-one capacity and a very high energy situation. So it made total sense because when I saw the nine of wands, I realized that the tarot was saying, girl, come on, you know, you need your time to yourself. You already have a full-time job. You have all of your creative projects that really you work on every single day between the newsletter, this podcast, all the other things I have going on um, with my creative practice working with clients. So um I am a busy woman and I'm I love it. I'm the perfect amount of busy. But I think that that was the tarot's way of saying you are the perfect amount of busy. And this would definitely challenge you because you love to be by yourself and if you if you took this on, if you added this to your plate, you might find that you would be struggling. It would be depl- it would be depleting you a little bit. It would Be depleting your light. Now, I still though wouldn't say that even with my particular relationship to being with people being out needing a lot of solitude I wouldn't say that this card was necessarily an instant no because it was kind of adding that this you know might be a healthy challenge for me but at the same time if if I did take on this this new job this opportunity then I was going to need to learn how to take care of myself in a new way because self-care is actually a really big theme with nine of wands. A lot of the time when we pull it, we're in a unique phase or cycle in our lives where there are just a lot of things going on for whatever reason. We're having a lot of social invitations or opportunities to get ourselves out there. We might be having a lot demanded of us at work or elsewhere, but normally our energy is just being pulled in a lot of different directions. And our output is very, very high a lot of the time when we're pulling nine of wands. So to get this card was basically telling me that my life was going to, if I accepted this opportunity, become much faster paced. And that's not necessarily my ideal situation. And so the tarot was kind of reminding me of that and also saying that if this was an opportunity that I was hellbent on taking, that would not necessarily be a problem or a mismatch, but I would need to learn how to negotiate new self-care that would allow for the fact that I wasn't going to have nearly as much time on my hands or solitude. So that's really interesting. And that's a different way that um, nine of wands might show up. It might show up not in a relationship situation where, you know, you sort of had to create a boundary, but it could also show up in a situation where the opportunity is not a problem. It's just The card is inviting you to think about what your output already is and whether or not adding one more thing will bring joy or will start to deplete you and make it more difficult to show up to the other projects and parts of your life that you already have going on and that you're already engaging with as your best self because when we overdo it, and when we exhaust ourselves and our resources, then not only do we personally suffer, but also the projects and the things that we've agreed to also suffer because we can't possibly show up as our as our best self. Unless, as I said, some people actually do thrive in situations where they're um, under a lot of pressure and when they have a lot of situations going on. And if you're the type of person that that resonates with that's interesting because the nine of wands is going to mean something very different for you than what it means to me when I pull it. So again, totally honoring that. But I think that's another really good example. And it certainly clarified for me what nine of wands might look like in relation to a specific opportunity and decision that I had to make. Now, the final time that I pulled Nine of Wands recently. It was actually last week. It's the most recent. And this one's actually kind of an obvious way that you might expect to see Nine of Wands. So actually, I pulled it in the morning for my tarot card for the day. And at the time, I didn't necessarily know what it meant. It didn't really totally resonate. But then that night at work, I work in the restaurant business. So I'm, I'm still working. Um, it's very safe. There's never more than a couple people in the building at a time. Um, we're all wearing gloves, masks, and we are never close to each other and you know, it's takeout. So it's relatively safe, but, um, I worked that night and I had a really hard night at work. It's actually kind of a stressful time because we're not a takeout restaurant, we're a fine dining restaurant, so it's very difficult because we're learning how to negotiate this time where obviously we're only able to do takeout orders in order to stay open and serve our community. It's not just about us, but also being there for the community with good food during this time is important to us. And we're basically figuring out how to completely change our restaurant model. Because as I said, we're not, we're a fine dining restaurant. We're not a takeout restaurant. So this is completely new territory for us. And it's going to be a process of of learning and getting good at this. And I just had a really hard night because I felt like I wasn't being supported by my coworkers. I feel like we weren't vibing, we weren't on the same page, but specifically I didn't feel supported by them. I actually left the restaurant half in tears and that's when I realized, holy shit, this is also nine of wands because... Nine of Wands will often show up when we're being asked to outsource, when we're being asked to ask for help and speak up and also to become more aware of when we're in a situation where we're taking on too much. And I know for me personally, I really, really, really struggle with this because honestly, I, well, first of all, I have Mars in Aquarius in my natal chart. I'm also an Aquarius sun. And if you have heavy Aquarius in your chart, especially as your Mars sign, our first instinct when we're feeling sort of irritated, especially in a community setting, is to self-isolate. We shut down. We don't want to talk about it. We don't soften into the connection. And I feel like I do this not only in my professional relationships primarily, but I feel like it actually manifests in my more emotional, um, intimate bonds with people as well. So that's really interesting because again, for me personally, I, I know I have this tendency. It's something that I'm actively trying to work on all, I scratch that. It's something I am working on all the time. But pulling nine of wands was a gentle reminder from the tarot that I was self-isolating and that if I had only spoken up and made it clear to my coworkers and asked them to help me out, to, to clarify for them that I felt like I was doing a little too much, I was stressed out, and to tell them how to help me then I could have created a much easier night for myself. And that's a really powerful thing that we learn with Nine of Wands as well. We learn not just to manage our output, make sure that we're not exhausting ourselves or overdoing it, but we also learn how to allow other people to come in and help us, how to delegate responsibility, whether professionally or at home or elsewhere in our lives. And so these are three really different situations within which I pulled nine of wands that it really actively and pretty instantaneously provided a lot of clarity in regards to the situation. Now to wrap it up I just want to talk a little bit about how I feel this is actually a really appropriate card for this time. So first of all the Nine of Wands, and the Taurus moon cycle. So I feel like the Taurus moon cycle is a really powerful continuation of the Aries moon cycle because we learn with the Taurus moon cycle how to take that initial spark of excitement and enthusiasm that we experience with Aries season and the Aries moon cycle and bring it to a pace that is ultimately sustainable over a period of time to create real lasting change in our lives. And that is... Totally nine of wands. I mean, I really almost can't think of a better card to represent that energy. Nine of Wands is all about taking the initial spark of the Ace of Wands and all of the cards essentially in the wand suit leading up to it and saying, hold on, this is super exciting and really fun and I'm really enjoying all of this creativity and inspiration and sexuality and radiance and and energy, but I know that I need to factor in some sort of self-care here because if I don't, then I'm going to burn out. And if I burn out, Well, this isn't necessarily a big deal. I don't want to make it sound like it's some huge thing. If we burn out, we rest and we come out of it just fine. But the ideal obviously is to prevent that burnout from happening to begin with, to work at a pace that is not only joyful and pleasurable, but that is going to be able to continue so that we don't necessarily need to work in bursts. Now, again, I want to insert here that some people work really well in bursts, so it's really so challenging to talk about the tarot like it's one size fits all, especially with the nine of wands or any card in the wand suit. Because if you are a person that is most productive when you work in bursts, and again, actually, if you have a lot of Gemini in your chart, this could very well be you. You work better when you are kind of working in little spurts and you experience physical energy, especially if Gemini is your Mars sign in like little periodic bouts. So total respect if if you don't necessarily agree or if this is not your experience. But for me, and I kind of want to say the majority, the ideal is to avoid the burnout that we will experience if we overextend. And so we learn that not only with the Taurus moon cycle, but we also learn it in nine of wands. So that to me is a really powerful connection. And also self-care is huge with Taurus season, the Taurus moon cycle, and nine of wands. Now, nine of wands isn't about self-care as much in terms of pleasing the self extensively, like we talk about with Taurus, it's more about the importance and really the obligation of factoring in self-care and understanding that we really need to in order to be able to exist in the world in our most fiery way. And a lot of times when we're working with fire energy or we're pulling a lot of wands cards, we're in an energy where we're not really thinking about self-care. Or as I said, we could be in a season or a cycle of our life where whether we have chosen this or not, we're needed and we're not really able to demonstrate as much self-care as what we would perhaps like or what we normally would. But the nine of wands is still a reminder that even if your form of self-care is as simple as quickly remembering to eat our granola bar before you leave the house to work your 12-hour shift, or as simple as remembering to wash your face and take your makeup off before you climb into bed, or drinking more water throughout the day. We really don't need a ton of time for self-care. Self-care isn't always 45-minute bubble baths. Don't get me wrong, I totally love that shit. But often with Nine of Wands, we don't necessarily have time for that. Although, if we do, great. Absolutely take the baths and all the things. But I'm just saying that nine of wands isn't always about really extravagant forms and measures of self-care as much as it just wants us to remember to temper our output with our input. So that's a really beautiful reminder, I think, um, especially right now too with COVID, but we'll talk about that more in a second. Taurus is all about loving the self and taking care of the self. And then the other thing I want to add too is with especially asking for help, we learn to receive with nine of wands, which again is a massive invitation of the Taurus moon cycle. We learn to receive not only from other people in the form of asking for help, delegating responsibility, outsourcing our responsibilities and allowing that assistance to come in. But we also learn to receive from ourselves in the form of inserting self-care into our lives in, in little ways. And again, there's a difference because it's not the super body centered, sensual form of self-care that we talk about with Taurus. It's more of a fiery type of self-care, but it is, it is um, receiving nonetheless. So now I want to talk a little bit about the nine of wands in relation to COVID-19, because again, such a similarity. And I think This is kind of the patron card, in fact, of everyone who is on the front lines right now. Obviously, you know, you're working a lot, your situation is far from ideal, and you're in one of those seasons and cycles of your life where it's pretty much go, go, go. You don't really have a lot of time to take care of yourself, and you're not really able to self-care the way that you probably normally would. You're needed, you're being asked to step up in a way that is... Potentially going to be draining. So, Nine of Wands is just a loving reminder to find some way to take care of yourself through this. And not only because you deserve self care, even as I said, if it's as simple as quickly remembering to eat your granola bar before you leave, it's totally not something that you need to have tons of time for, but you do need to show yourself some level of love right now. And not only for yourself, but as I was just about to say, as a person of service, you're going to continue to be needed. And so it's even more crucial, although really we're all of service in our lives in different ways, which is why we want to ideally avoid burnout so that we can continue to be of service to those we need us. Whether it's as wide and heroic of a scale as the people that are working in hospitals and other establishments right now, or as small of a scale as you're a mother and you need to be there for your children. Um, we want to learn the the, the wisdom Of the nine of wands, even if we typically thrive on chaotic energy, because without it, other people too could could miss out on our radiance and our ability to serve them. If we are currently experiencing burnout from having overextended and and, you know, compromised our nervous system. So to those on the front lines, I really feel like the nine of wands is coming here for you just to remind you to find some way to show yourself that love because we're going to continue to need you. And again, more importantly, you deserve it. You deserve it. Any way that you are able to insert self-care into your life right now, please remember to do that. And even the people at home, the nine of wands is a powerful invitation to think about what we're consuming because it's really about it is a card of, of saying no and filtering out things and opportunities that are are dimming our light and our radiance. And there's a lot of opportunities to consume things that might not make us feel great right now. And I'm not necessarily talking about the news because a lot of people feel like it's really important to stay informed. But I am talking about on social media, I think things have leveled out a little bit now but there's a lot of really fear inciting content that's not really beneficial. It's not even necessarily based in fact, it's just sort of, I think, to terrorize. And again, there's not as much of it. There was a lot of it, I think, at the beginning of this. And I feel like people have sort of leveled out with really trying to take responsibility for what they're sharing, making sure it's factual, making sure it's um, conducive to helping people be informed and aware and not just frightening people to the point where they panic and, you know, freak out. So the nine of wands is a powerful reminder to just be careful about what we say yes to and to protect ourselves from anything that is, that is taking away from our physical energy, our feelings of confidence, our feelings of joy. And again, it's, it's dicey negotiating that. So I'm going to obviously we're all it's left up to all of our own decision-making processes, how much, what our threshold is for that kind of thing. But then I even want to add that as much as obviously this is not a good time, you don't need me to tell you that, but one invitation from COVID-19 that is actually kind of interesting is that we really have been plucked out of our lives. We're kind of in a literal hermit position in the sense that we are literally looking down at the landscape of our lives from a position of separation and literal isolation. And we're able to look at the lives that we've been living up until now and decide what we want to keep and what we want to get rid of and what we want to change. And literally, if we do this, if we take stock and we use this time to kind of think about it and and look at our lives and think about where we haven't been happy for maybe even a really long time, but we just haven't realized it because we've been so busy. We now have an opportunity to notice those things and to act on them. And if we want to, we can emerge from this time as a completely new being if we've decided to just scrap it all and start again. So this is a really powerful time in a lot of ways. And again, I say that with complete sensitive sensitivity to the fact that it's a terrible time in so many obvious ways. So don't misunderstand me. But, um, Especially for those of us who are isolated and we're not working, we have a lot of time to think. And so I invite you to spend this time thinking about nine of one's themes specifically. And I feel like I broke it down into three pretty good and very different examples of how this energy may show up for you. Again, with the respect and understanding that it's going to show up for you very differently than me, but thinking about your boundaries are boundaries something that you have struggled with historically? Do you struggle with saying no? Do you tend to take on too many things that you don't actually really want that tend to deplete your energy and your radiance? And how about speaking up and advocating for yourself and asking for help? Is that something that you do? Or is that a skill that you could actually develop? How about your self-care routines? When life is as busy as it normally is, are you Usually, kind of tired? Are you usually kind of exhausted and overdoing it? And how can you implement more self care into your daily life? Because once everything starts again, you know, it's going to be go, go, go again. So, how can you, if you don't like how you've been able to factor self care into your life previously, how can you make more space for it in a way that is practical for how busy your life is and for the unique demands of your life? These are all really good things to think about. Are you able to receive assistance when it arrives? Are you able to receive this care of and for yourself? Um, Or do you have some shame around that as we've been talking about with Taurus season? So these are all really powerful things to think about or tap on or journal in response to. And I invite you to do that with your extra time over the course of the next three weeks. So I think that's pretty much it. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And also happy Beltane. I think I'm going to do an additional episode just on Beltane because it's one of my favorite of all of the Sabbaths. So I'm really looking forward to that. So I'll talk to you very, very soon. But please continue to take care of yourself and be well. And thank you again for listening. I will talk to you shortly.